2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A restless teenage girl with a famous bloodline.
0: Crystal was my pretty little blonde. She was kin to Marilyn Monroe.
2: Goes looking for fun.
3: She was a bit rebellious, but even as a teenager, still had kind of this look of innocence.
2: And walked straight into the arms of a predator.
0: He was calling Crystal. He was calling me. He was such a sneaky snake.
2: Have the Texas Killing Fields swallowed up another victim. Holy mackerel. Boom, she's gone. Where is she? The Trinity River is at the top of many a fisherman's bucket list. Though you wouldn't know it to look at it, its murky waters carved through the muddy flats of East Texas, creating a marshy mess over its 700-mile stretch.
1: All up and uh, down by the,
4: the the river is swamp marsh, alligator where you look. There's so much swampland that's just dark and desolate, and you couldn't run. If you scream, no one hears you.
2: Sadly, the river's reed fringed shallows often become a makeshift dumping ground, a place where visitors toss trash, unwanted fish, and sometimes, worse.
5: Crystal, home.
2: 50 miles west, 36-year-old cosmetologist Jeannie Escamilla is just getting home after a long day looking forward to a quiet evening with her 13-year-old daughter,
0: Crystal. Crystal's dad and I were divorced. I was a single mom trying to provide for my, my daughter.
3: Jeannie was uh, a dedicated mom, blue collar family, modest home uh, in Texas City.
2: Texas City is a Gulf Coast town, and with all the offshore rigs and refineries, the smell of oil spreads clear across the coast and outlying murky marshes.
4: If there's rumbling and it smells, it's money. It, it's a transient city, but our community is tight-knit. I, I think we all pretty much know each other.
2: And that includes Jeannie Escamilla and her family. Her mom lives nearby, and her daughter, Crystal Jean Baker, is in seventh grade. Though today, Crystal didn't go to school.
0: She had ear infections. She really didn't want anybody to know. She didn't feel good. I can tell, because I'm her mama.
5: Oh, you're burning up. No school for you today. I can take you over to your grandma's again,
0: okay?
2: Crystal loved her grandmother and was usually happy to spend the day there.
0: Not
1: feeling so good
0: today? No. Why don't you lay here and I will
2: fix you a cup of hot tea. How does that sound? It's good. Good. But by early afternoon, Crystal was getting restless.
0: Hello? Oh, hey, Stacy? She had gotten a phone call from her friends who said, Hey, why don't you come over here and hang out with us? Hey Stacy.
2: Just like that, Crystal's health apparently took a miraculous turn for the better.
0: Can you tell me to Stacy's?
2: And she begged her grandmother for a ride three miles down the road to her friend's house in nearby Bayou Vista.
0: No ma'am. She says no for now, but let me see what I can do, okay? Of course, she was a typical teenager, just, just want to go hang out with her friends. And um, she got in an argument with her grandma. But I feel so much better. I'm sorry you're not going, and that's final. I'll walk there myself. Do not walk out that door. Crystal Jean,
2: come back here. Around 2 30, Jeannie got a call from her daughter.
5: Hello. Oh, hey, sweetie. Where are you? I don't know, a tire store or something. What? I need to go to Stacy's house, but Grandma won't give me a ride. Can you give me a ride? Crystal Jean, you go back to your grandmother's right now. I'll be home at six.
0: I'll see you then, okay? Fine. Crystal? When I got home from work, I couldn't find Crystal.
2: At first, she figures Crystal is still over at her grandmother's house.
0: Hey,
5: Mom, is Crystal still with you? What? She called me from some tire shop earlier. Told her to go back to your house.
0: Okay, I'm going to call Stacey.
2: Seems like Crystal must have found a way to get to her friend's place after all.
0: I called all her friends. I even went over there. And they said that she called, but she never showed up.
2: Suddenly, fear starts to grip Jeannie like a vice. This is her baby girl and it's not like her to just disappear. Is there a side to Crystal her mom doesn't know about? At around 9 p.m., when Crystal would typically be getting ready for bed on a school night, Jeannie calls police. Texas City Police Department, how may we serve you?
5: This is Jeannie Escamilla. My daughter, Crystal Jean Baker, is missing. Missing persons. okay. She's 13 years old. How long has she been missing, ma'am?
0: I spoke with her earlier today. Crystal was my pretty little blonde with golden eyes. She was kin to Marilyn Rowe, which was her great aunt. She was just a happy-go-lucky little girl, always laughing and giggling.
5: She probably just hanging out with her friends. That's what kids do at that age. You don't understand what I'm telling you. She's 13 years old. You have got to help me find her.
2: The thing is, Texas City Police don't exactly spring into action.
4: We do make a report, but at the time, it's not a lot of effort put into it. There wasn't an Amber Alert system in place.
3: There wasn't that kind of swarm into a community when a little girl went missing. It was commonplace to have kids just running away and just, ah, well, Johnny will come home or Susie will come home at some point.
0: I was upset. I was worried. I kept telling her, I know she's not a runaway. Crystal never done none of that. Do you have any information for me?
2: When Crystal's still not home in the morning, Jeannie follows up with the police. But they say the only thing they can do is enter her name into the Department of Public Safety's runaway child database.
0: I'm getting her in the database right now as we speak, Okay? Okay. she's 13 years old. They didn't help me look for her. They didn't give me no answers when I called all the time.
2: If officers had only known about the grisly discovery made just a few hours earlier, 50 miles away in Chambers County, they might have reconsidered. I need an officer at the Trinity River by the ICAN
4: overpass. We've got a code 27. 911 caller
0: reported body of a deceased female.
1: At the time that I received the call, my first initial deal was, you know, I mean, it's not a body. There's a lot of mannequins and different things that's, you know, people throwed
2: out but to their horror, Deputy Wesley King and his colleagues find that the caller was right.
1: I had a young female. I knew it was. She was. She was real young. She was early teenage, you know, at the most. I've got a daughter that's about, you know, about her age too. So it
4: it it, it weighs on you. Anytime you see a child that's died violently, it it's not a good sight. It could be your child. It could be your next-door neighbor, your your best friend's daughter. She was
3: back, one arm kicked up, and her head turned to the side.
1: Now look at that. You didn't cause that, a belt maybe? I
0: don't know. It looks more like a wire to me. Do you see this bruise? It was
1: eye? real evident that she had been strangled. She had you know ligature marks on her neck.
0: Do you see her hands? She didn't go down without a fight.
4: We're going to need to get a sample
1: of that. Her panties were stained. You hate to say it, but yeah, you know, it looked like she'd been sexually assaulted and then
2: then, then killed. There's no sign of a struggle on shore or anywhere near the body. No sign of what or who strangled
1: her. I felt that the deceased was killed somewhere else and just dumped. That's
2: right. Deputy King then turns his attention to the 911 caller a fisherman named William Patterson. Sir,
4: it's all right. My officer here is going to take your wife aside for some questions. Is that okay? Yes, sir, it is fine. All right.
5: Ma'am, yes. get some He
2: and his wife, Edith, say they were trolling for catfish upriver and were on the way back to their car when they saw the body.
1: Now tell me again why you decided to put a blanket over that body. If that were my daughter, I wouldn't want to see her laying there like that.
3: Obviously, you could tell it was a little girl um, who was laid out there and, uh, and felt uh, as a part of respect to put the blanket over her.
5: This is terrible. Oh, my God.
2: But with no other obvious witnesses, Detective King can't help but wonder if there might be something suspicious about their story.
1: They're the ones that had taken the blanket out of their, their vehicle and, and covered the body up. So, I mean, those people were my suspects. Deputy King asked to take a look inside the couple's car. I went off looked at their vehicle in the back and in, inside. There was no, no signs of anything that, that took place in the vehicle. And we ruled them out as suspects.
2: Based on the condition of the body, the deputy believes this girl has only been dead a couple of hours. And with no ID or any other personal belongings found, it's impossible to know where she may have come from.
3: They had nothing to go on, no identification, and so they're like, they had a mystery on their hands.
2: Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1,
4: only from rust
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass?
2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com people today.
6: Hey, it's Janice from Warner Brothers Discovery. Have you ever heard the expression, perfect is the enemy of good? Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N O O M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
2: In early March of 1996, Chambers County deputies discovered the strangled body of a young blonde girl on the swampy banks of the Trinity River in Texas. But three days later, they still have no idea who she is. We didn't have homicides, okay. never the murder of,
1: of a kid like that.
2: In the meantime, an hour's drive away over in Texas City 36-year-old Jeannie Escamilla anxiously awaits news about her missing 13-year-old daughter, Crystal.
0: I was concerned. I was heartbroken. I'm looking for my daughter.
2: Three days turn into two weeks, and Texas City police are now starting to understand Jeannie's concern. Maybe Crystal didn't run off. At the same time, over in Chambers County, police again check the missing persons database for their Jane Doe. Department of Public Safety
4: where we enter missing or runaway children. They had called us and said there were some similarities between the body recovered and your runaway girl. Can y'all talk to each other? Hey, yeah, this is Detective Getches, Texas City PD. Uh, I understand there's your body of young girl turned up down there. Uh, I was wondering if you could fax over a photo of her face. Uh.
2: Detective Brian Getches quickly recognizes the similarities between the missing girl and the body found by the swampy river. He gives Crystal's mom, Jeannie, a call. I'm wondering if you could come down to the station I've got some news on the case
4: I'd like to talk to you about
0: Walk into this little bitty room And telling me that they found a little girl And they think it's Crystal
4: We need you to positively identify
0: these At first I didn't think it was her But the dress that she had on I knew my, my best friend just bought her that dress For her birthday Oh my god, that is Crystal I fell to my knees and passed out.
4: What a horrific, terrible sight that, that's gotta be embedded in your memory is, as, as, as a, the worst nightmare you could have
2: as a parent. What makes it even worse is what the autopsy confirms. Found a semen sample. Looks like she put up a hell of a fight. Crystal was sexually assaulted, but in 1996, DNA testing wasn't what it is now.
4: In the 90s, a general rule for us was that it had to be a dime-sized piece of biological evidence, seminal stain, blood,
2: saliva. The samples can't give them a decent DNA profile, so Texas City investigators will have to rely on good old-fashioned police work, namely
4: interviews. Back then, there was just, it was people's memories, and we were hoping to jar that. Good afternoon. I'm a Detective Getschus, Texas City PD, uh... You recognize this girl? She might have been in the shop a week or so ago?
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. she came in and used the telephone a little while ago, yeah. okay.
4: You remember anybody else that might have been here at the same time?
3: Nah, oh, I'm sorry,
1: man. Lots of people come in the store and whatnot, you know.
2: Police can't find any witnesses who saw Crystal after she left the tire store. So they start digging into the young girl's life. Is there anyone she knew who'd be capable of such a horrific crime? This child was young. She still had her whole full life ahead of her,
1: and and it it was snuffed out by some, you know, some perpetrator that
2: I was really wanting to get my hands on. The best source of information is her mother, Jeannie. The two were very close.
0: I think Crystal was living for now, just like all little teenagers do. She liked to write. She liked to draw. She made good grades, and she wanted to be a cheerleader
3: even as a teenager, still had kind of this baby face about her and this look of innocence. And also, it was interesting, she's a distant cousin to Marilyn Monroe.
0: She was very outgoing, very outgoing, very, she had a beautiful heart, a beautiful spirit.
2: But Crystal's was the kind of beauty that could also earn unwanted attention.
0: The boys want to try to get in your pants and the girls hate your guts. So they're bullying you all the time. The jealousy that comes along with beauty is just devastating.
5: What happened to you? There's
0: these girls at school, just
5: have it out for me. Today they showed up at my locker and one of the girls hit me.
0: They gang up on her and beat her up. And she comes home hurt and everything. And I told her, I said, Crystal, those are not your friends.
2: Jeannie tells the detectives that there are several girls in Crystal's class who terrorized her. So much so that she believes they could be somehow involved in her daughter's vicious murder.
0: I thought maybe it could have been bullies that might have kidnapped her, murdered her.
3: Looks like I'm interrupting homework hour.
2: Police sit down with the girls Jeannie pointed to. They appear innocent enough, but Detective Getches knows all too well that looks can be deceiving.
4: Y'all tell me where you were Tuesday, March 5th.
5: We had had cheer. Yeah, and then we probably just went home. Cheerleading?
2: Yeah. Okay. Anybody can uh, vouch for your whereabouts?
5: You don't think
6: we had anything to do with her murder, do you?
2: The thing is, whoever killed Crystal transported her from that tire store all the way to where her body was found, a good 50 miles away. Detectives wonder, could these girls have enlisted the help of an older guy with a car? Maybe a boyfriend? Still, detectives have a pretty specific time window. Crystal left her grandmother's house around 2 p.m. and her body was found just before 5 p.m. the same day.
4: We had that three, three and a half hour window and could a child accomplish that when they were in school? We didn't find anyone that that could fit
2: that timeline at all that day. A quick check of the school logs confirms that all three of the girls were in school that afternoon but that doesn't rule out the possibility that Crystal was killed by someone else she knew.
5: I was thinking, um, Crystal is really into this boy. His name is Randall.
2: Do you
4: have any idea how I could get in touch with him?
0: They met at the bowling alley, and he was uh, a cute boy, and he looked like he could be like 14 or 15. He was well-mannered. He, he, he was uh, dressed nice, so I thought he was a good kid.
5: I'm really worried about these cheerleading childs. Come
1: on. You'll be fine.
2: Jeannie says that she immediately took note of the boy's good looks and oozing charm, as well as the way he and her daughter looked at each other.
0: She's just getting into her teens, you know. It's her first crush. Writing love notes and writing love poems and things like that that she loved to do.
3: When you make the team, maybe you can uh,
1: try on your uniform for me.
2: Detective Getchis decides to bring in Randall Robbins for questioning. He seemed to have kind of a different type of upbringing,
3: a little more rough around the edges. How long had you been seeing Crystal?
1: Oh, we weren't seeing each other. She was crushing on me, but I wasn't... Crushing on you? Crushing on me, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. But I wasn't really into it. We hung out a few times, that's all. Just friends.
2: The detective asked where Randall was during those critical hours when Crystal went missing. He says he was working at a car lot. We checked his...
4: His story, where he'd said he was, the people independently verified. Times were off,
2: but that's in any investigation. For now, there's no evidence connecting the young teen to Crystal's death, so the detective has to let him go.
4: Chamber County Sheriff's Office, this is Deputy King.
2: Meanwhile, over in Chambers County... An interesting tip comes in on the Crime Stoppers Hotline. Turns out the couple that found Crystal's body weren't the only ones out on the Trinity River that day. A man named Marv Roberts was spotted in his truck. It's a white male. Great.
1: That was an, uh, another person that we put out on the scene, so it's somebody we needed to look at.
2: Forty-three-year-old Marv is a rather unsavory local character. He's known around the county for his abrasive attitude and drinking.
1: He didn't have a job, he just rode around and drank his beer. That's his, his, pretty much his M.O.
2: What was he doing out by the remote riverbank that day? Could this cowboy have abducted Crystal and dumped her body in the marshy waters beneath the overpass? Okay. Chambers County officers track down a phone number for Marv and call him in for an interview. But when he shows up at the station, they're in for a shock.
3: They see this guy come wheeling around in a wheelchair.
2: Mr.
4: Roberts, thanks for coming down and answering a couple questions for us.
0: Yeah, no problem.
2: So what were you doing down at the Trinity River? Drinking. Marv admits he was down by the river that day, not far from where Crystal was found. But he claims he doesn't remember seeing a dead body. His habit
3: of just going somewhere... Pulling open a couple beers and just drinking his pain away uh, was, for the most part, uh, what it turned out to be.
0: It's kind of my spot, you know. That's where I got to forget about things.
3: The man's in a wheelchair. He couldn't
1: get out of his truck in his wheelchair, remove a, a, a body, put it on the side road, and get back in his truck. I mean, it pretty much ruled him out as a suspect.
2: It's another dead end. But back in Texas City, Jeannie still has her eye on Randall Robbins.
0: He was suspicious to me because he didn't show up at her funeral. Everybody in Texas City showed up at Crystal's funeral, even the mayor.
2: At Jeannie's insistence, Texas City police call Randall back in. Randall, we brought you in to find out a little bit more about how you and Crystal met. Y'all go to uh, school together? Not exactly. What do you mean, not exactly? Well, I'm in high school. In high school? The boy that Jeannie thought was barely a teenager is actually 19 years old. Jeannie is now convinced that Randall knows more than he's letting on about her daughter's cold-blooded death. So you lied
4: to Crystal's mother about your age.
0: He was so charming. He was conning Crystal. He was conning other people, making them think that he was younger than what he was. He could charm anybody.
2: Jeannie is convinced that Randall is responsible for her daughter's murder. Despite the alibi he offered to police, a
3: guy who was uh, much older but looked like he was younger and uh, hung out with a younger crowd, they had this indication of, well, somebody would do this, you know, a sign of a predator.
0: I don't understand number three. All
3: right, let me see.
0: Mm-hmm. I always had it in my heart it was Randall because he's the only one I know that she would have gotten a car with. She wouldn't have gotten a car with the stranger.
2: Crystal was last seen leaving her grandmother's house in Texas City on foot, but her body was found 50 miles away in Chambers County. And now police know Randall was old enough to be the one to drive her. Please remain still, the test is about to begin. So police hook Randall up to a polygraph machine and spend hours questioning him something fierce.
4: Did you see Crystal on Tuesday, March 5th? No. Did you kill Crystal Jean Baker?
2: No. Randall admits he never told Crystal's mom how old he was. But so would if she assumed he was younger. That's on her.
4: When he came out of the polygraph, the polygrapher came to me and said, why did you bring him here? I can't find any deception. But still, detectives want to be sure. We drove where he said he was. Could he travel this far to dump a body? and be back to work at this time? And and the
2: answer was no. He he was just crossed out, and, and we moved on. Thing is, with Randall's name off the list of suspects, there's no list left.
1: The leads that we had were all run out and exhausted to where we were, I mean, it was at a dead end.
2: Then, a little over a year after Crystal's murder in April of 1997, a 12-year-old girl named Laura Smither goes missing. Laura's out jogging and abducted. You know, boom, she's gone. Where is she? 17 days later, her body is found floating in the murky water of a weed-strangled pond just 30 minutes away from where Crystal's body was found. Holy mackerel, what's going on?
1: Yes, it looks like it be a white female.
2: Police scour this new swamp murder crime scene but given the fact that the body is so decomposed, there's not much to go on. She'd been
3: in that waterway that whole time.
2: Even with the technology that exists
4: today, it would be difficult uh, to track down DNA and, and the like. The retaining pond dissipated a lot of evidence, just carried it away.
2: But the similarities between the two murders are impossible to ignore. Young girl goes missing, body found, sexual
3: assault, you start to think, all right, somebody's got a pattern going here.
2: Now we got two girls. Yeah, we got uh, I think all of us thought it was a serial killer. Detectives need to somehow connect the dots. They look at recent murders in the East Texas region and wonder, could Crystal's death be linked to any of the others?
4: Sounds like to work up one person. It could
2: be, or, I mean, that's the fact that- See, Laura and Crystal's bodies were both found on the same stretch of isolated, oil-soaked marshland along Highway I-45, and that particular area has a distinct reputation.
0: They call it the Killing fills because there was a number of girls found out there.
2: From
4: late 80s, early 90s, four girls were found within 100 or 150 yards of each other. There's so much farmland and, and swampland that's just dark and desolate and wild terrain and wildlife out there. You couldn't run. If you scream, no one hears
2: you. If they could talk, those mud-clogged fields would have a lot of sinister stories to tell.
4: We actually could not search the area. You couldn't put a dog in, you couldn't bring a horse. This stuff is just murky and nasty. It
2: stinks. And in the years following Laura's murder, more bodies surface in the Texas killing fields. Detective Getchis and his co workers continue to throw everything they have into the case. There were
4: serial killers throughout the country that we looked at. Could we match them up? Were they here? If a guy got arrested for exposing himself, could he have done it? And, and so little things like that came up.
2: We're not going to stop looking. But years go by and none of the little things ever lead to a concrete suspect. Crystal and Laura's murders remain as mysterious as ever. They're all hitting dead
3: ends. That was a tough thing, is that the kind of smoking gun evidence wasn't available in any of these cases.
0: The case went cold, and I was in the dark. I was devastated, completely devastated.
2: Still, for Detective Getches. Failure is not an option. Each day their killer remains on the loose is another day that the people on his watch live in fear. You know your job is
4: to find this person and you don't know where that monster is and when he's gonna
2: strike. Detectives have done their best to keep the investigation alive and kicking. But finding their killer is as tricky as finding a pool of fresh water in the grungy oil fields outside Texas City. And when two more bodies turn up in the same area, they're worried they may have a serial killer on their hands. We had absolutely no physical evidence. We had no witnesses. It was totally frustrating. Over the years, Crystal's mom, Jeannie Escamilla, continues to check in with police.
5: Hi, Detective Gutschis.
2: But each time she calls, they don't have much to report. Yeah, well, I'll keep you posted. I'm sure I brought back
4: unpleasant memories. You know, how do you bridge that gap to become a friend and and at the same time able to say, we don't have it. We don't have a lead.
0: Nobody had any answers for all these murderers. They can say, I'm sorry all they want, but unless they live through it themselves, they have no idea of the nightmare.
2: Everywhere she goes, Jeannie is reminded of her daughter. She can't shake the feeling that Crystal should still be here enjoying high school and living out her dream of one day becoming a cheerleader.
0: I always look at other little girls and think, well, maybe that's what she would look like. But she's not here.
2: The main thing that keeps her going is the thought that one day she'll see her daughter's killer brought to justice.
0: I want this guy off the streets so he does not murder another child and put a parent through what I've been through.
2: But the more that Texas City detectives dig into the killing field murders, the more they realize Crystal's case is just, well, different. You know, the profiles of the victims just don't seem to fit a pattern.
5: Well, you got two
1: young girls, both killed, walking down the street.
4: Yeah, but Crystal wasn't taken on the street. She was taken in a car. It's different. That's true. I don't think
2: this is the work of the same individual. The killing fields cover an area more than 40 miles long, all with easy access to the interstate. Police are starting to think that the area has become a common dumping ground for any number of killers.
4: It's a lot of traffic in that area. In the petrochemical world,
3: contractors move on to another town for another job. When that job is done, move on to another
2: state even. They'd never admit it to Jeannie, but they worry that Crystal's killer is long gone.
0: I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't think right. I couldn't work.
2: Five years go by, then 10, and still Jeannie refuses to give up hope.
0: I just put Crystal in God's hands and all the anger, hate, and everything, and I just gave it to God. And I just said, well, you know, whatever's your will is gonna happen.
2: And then in 2009, the swampy waters get a little clearer. At the urging of Crystal's mom, 29-year-old evidence officer Sherry Wilcox is combing through the department's cold case files. She
3: had just been to a seminar about a new way of testing, that even a little bit of DNA off of something, they could get something off of. This is a big leap from what was available in the mid-90s.
2: Sherry was just 16 when Crystal went missing 13 years back and remembers her well.
0: Sherry opens up her file. She sees her picture. She sees how violent the crime was. And she thinks like a mama. She's got three kids of her own that are pretty little blonde-headed babies. And she was like, I got to find out what happened to her. Hey, do you know this Crystal
6: Jean Baker case?
2: The cold case from 96? Yeah, everybody knows
6: it. I think I'm going to try to get this retested, bring some closure to the family.
2: Sherry tries to submit the old evidence to the state crime lab the semen samples and the scrapings from crystal's fingernails the state doesn't have the resources to process cold cases
4: come on please i know you can do
2: it well, Just slip it, it in there it with the is other it's out one. of my hands but then miraculously a new lead on crystal's cold case comes in you got a call from minnesota this guy says he's your killer Out of the blue, 38-year-old inmate Lorenzo Sanchez says that he is the one who killed the young Crystal Jean Baker.
3: Investigators from across the state were going down to say, all right, we're going to check into this.
2: Lorenzo is serving a life sentence for stabbing a 12-year-old Minnesota girl to death in 1999. He certainly seems like the kind of guy who'd do this.
4: So Lorenzo, what do
2: you got for me? A Chambers County detective drills the inmate about the details of the murder. How'd you get there? I just took Highway 45 out of Texas City until I felt like I wouldn't be seen. And? I pulled up beside the river there, just past I-10 bridge, and that's where I dumped the body. The detective is surprised by how much of Lorenzo's confession matches up with the circumstances of the murder. It appears after 13 years, detectives have finally found their man. I strangled her with my belt and left the body out under the highway underpass. But when they follow up on his claims, it appears his confession has more holes than a beer can after target practice.
3: They quickly figured out he was just talking about stuff that was in the public domain, uh, and then what details he was providing were accurate.
2: It seems their killer may just be what they call a compulsive confessor.
3: When you're stuck in a cell all day long, you get bored. What better way to get some attention than to confess to being a serial killer?
2: In fact, Lorenzo Sanchez wasn't anywhere near Texas City at the time of Crystal's murder. For Crystal's mom, Jeannie Escamilla, it's a bitter blow. Her only hope now is that evidence officer Sherry Wilcox will find a way to get that old DNA evidence tested. She
3: sneaks it in to some other stuff that's being sent off. Probably wasn't supposed to do that, but did it anyway.
2: The state crime lab conducts the DNA testing unaware of the samples from Crystal's 13-year-old murder. Boom, we got you. What a day. What a day, thank God for DNA. Using the traces of semen found on Crystal's clothing, the crime lab constructs a complete DNA profile and sends Sherry back a blueprint that should be able to identify the killer.
1: Now we have new evidence, and now we have something
2: to go on. Sherry eagerly inputs the DNA profile into CODIS, the National Database of DNA Profiles, yet another investigative tool that didn't exist back in
0: 1996.
2: Damn it! For Sherry... Not finding a match is a bitter pill to swallow, but all her work won't be in vain. It's now January of 2010, on a remote stretch of road near Louisiana's Sabine Lake, two hours east of Texas City, and a police officer decides to pull over a man for improper lane usage. Is that marijuana I smell? Uh, no sir, there's no marijuana in here.
0: Sir, I'll need you to step out of the vehicle.
2: Inside the car, the officer finds a bag of hydrocodone pills and he arrests the driver. You're going to have to come to me tonight, Mr. Smith. You're under arrest for possession of stage two narcotics.
3: We'll start with your thumb. Relax your hand and let me do all the work. Louisiana has this law that when he was being booked with fingerprinting and everything else, his DNA sample was taken, then entered in the national database. So he's now in the system.
2: Later that same month, evidence officer Sherry Wilcox decides to run her unknown DNA sample through the database again.
0: I have a match!
2: The DNA profile created from the sample found on Crystal's dress back in 1996 has been positively identified as that of 40-year-old Kevin Edison Smith, the man who was just pulled over in Louisiana.
1: It's hard to explain the emotion, but it's like, we got you now. You can't run and hide no more.
2: Finally, Texas City detectives actually have a name and a suspect. They rush to dig up everything they can on Smith. We find out he's from Texas City right here.
4: Our neighbor never had a red flag uh, as far as violence towards women or anything. He had a a minimal uh, arrest record. But he was your average Joe Blow plant worker. They were able to connect that, yes, he had been down here during that time frame. And that's when
3: they felt they had enough, based on the DNA, based on the timeline, then to make an arrest.
2: By now, Smith had posted Bond for his drug charge. He is arrested on September twenty-second, 2010.
0: Mr. Kevin Edison Smith? Yeah, that's me.
2: I'm placing you under arrest for the 1996 murder of Miss Crystal Jean Baker. No, no, whoa, 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 look, you got the wrong person. I didn't murder nobody. You have the right to, to remain silent. No, oh, I didn't murder nobody, man. Anything you say can and will be used no, against jail. you I in a court of law. You got the wrong guy. You have the right to an You attorney. got the wrong guy. Four days later, a press conference announces the arrest, 14 years after Crystal Jean Baker was murdered.
0: I'm really thankful right now because God has really blessed us by finding this man. This is a miracle.
2: In April 2012, Kevin Smith goes on trial. He doesn't testify. His lawyer tries to make a case that it was an accident. He gave a
4: general, you know, it just got carried away, we were having sex, and she was
2: killed. But then the jury hears a taped confession Smith made while in custody, and it paints a heartbreaking picture of what happened that fateful day in 1996. I
4: was drinking with my buddies earlier, back then in Texas City. Then
0: I, uh, seen a girl walking down the highway. Hey, that sweet thing, you
3: need a ride home? No, I'm fine. Come on, now. I mean, let me take you home.
5: No, I said no.
2: He's alone on the road with his attractive team. That's when he got out of his vehicle.
5: Wait, what are you doing? No, 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 stop, 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 stop where you
3: going? No, 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 show you what I'm gonna do no, to little girl no, and say no, no, no to me. He
2: grabbed her, put her in the
3: truck, uh, took off.
2: He pulled his truck off onto a private stretch of the road and tried to rape her.
0: Shut up
2: Enraged by her resistance, Smith said he wrapped his hands around Crystal's neck.
4: But then you'd have to realize, was she a fighter? The answer was yes.
0: He couldn't finish strangling her with his hands. So he gets a cable wire that he works at the plant with and wraps around my little baby's neck. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I said, Shut up. No. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up.
5: <laughs>
2: Crystal was already dead. But that didn't stop Smith from violating the 13-year-old girl who could no longer fight back leaving behind the evidence that would later convict him. Then he drove Crystal's lifeless body up I-10 to the familiar dumping grounds of the Texas killing fields. She was drove from a vehicle
1: to the south road, dropped, and, and he got back in the vehicle and left.
0: I punish myself all the time, thinking I should have been there for her. You know, because the first thing when a little kid gets hurt is yell for mama. Where's my mama? Mama helped me. And I wasn't there to help her. And it hurts. Would, you know, it just hurts so bad.
2: Crystal was just in the wrong place at the wrong time, the victim of a sexual predator.
3: The determination was it was a, a crime of opportunity.
0: It was right at the time when school was getting out, I think he was looking for a child. It didn't matter what kid it was. And it could have been anybody in Texas City. It didn't have to be Crystal.
2: On April 27th, 2012, 16 years after Crystal Jean Baker's beaten and strangled body was recovered, Kevin Smith is convicted of capital murder. He is sentenced to life in prison. Putting
0: that man behind the bars, I just did that to keep him off the streets. It didn't bring my little girl back. It hasn't, it hasn't healed my heart.
1: He'll get his just reward. Most of the folks in, in, in our prison system, uh, they don't take kindly to, to, to people that, that hurt little kids, which, that don't hurt my feelings.
2: Police can't connect Kevin Smith to any of the other Texas Killing Field murders. The case of Laura Smither remains unsolved. It's going to take less and less of a, a source
4: of evidence to, to match him up, a sneeze, a cough. As technology grows,
2: we're hoping cases are cleared. If police hadn't collected Kevin Smith's DNA during that random stop in Louisiana, they would have never solved the case. But it's a law not all states have.
0: Texas does not have it. That's why I'm trying to pass this law.
3: Bristol's law would make, in most cases, mandatory DNA testing as common as fingerprinting.
0: If I had a magic wand, there would be no crime. If I had a magic wand, there would be no mother crying for their children. And because of the law that I'm going to change, it will make this world into a better place for my grandchildren and your
6: grandchildren. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen,